peek behind the curtain of the Softly Training Lab with the Softly Performance Podcast. The pinnacle of human performance is out there, and we intend to find it. Welcome to the Softly Performance Podcast uh, with with your host, uh, George Briones, and Keegan Dillon, who is on the show today. You know, me and Keegan have go back about, what, about a year and a half now or so, a little less than that? Yeah, it was that we met via something similar to this in the <laughs> open last year where Kyle Spears kind of introduced us via we did like an open prep guide. That's that is true. But if you guys follow us on Instagram, myself or Keegan, you know, we're, we're pretty close friends. Um, he is the the biggest human being I've seen transfer over into the endurance world and uh, who likes to have fun on it on, on bikes and enjoys doing that. And he's currently doing a challenge right now, which kind of specifically stationary bikes, stationary bikes. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and talk about that. He just got done doing his first uh, gravel bike race and impressive, impressive, impressive finish. I know it wasn't what he wanted, but still for for not ever riding his bike outside due to his situations at home. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I, you know, I finished just under three hours, I think is what it officially said, which I was pretty psyched about it was uh, just under 40 miles. Um, everything was mud, like literally like two to six inches of mud. Like we weren't riding on, you know, hardball concrete or any of that. Like I, it was just grinding through mud for three hours and it was so much fun it but it was it was pretty brutal it was a lot of, it was like uh it was like 3300 feet of gain and literally like every time you turned a corner going up a hill just mud everywhere even going downhill like you're hit patches where it's like six to eight inches of mud and you're like i mean i've only ridden that bike six or seven times prior to that race so i didn't know if i was going to end up on my face in a ditch somewhere but i didn't fall so that was that was a win in and of itself. So this brings us to this to to the topic of today's show, and it's going to be called consistency. Because let's let's be real here. Keegan's idea was was actually this was Keegan's idea. We talked yesterday. And we're like, what do you want to do for a show? And he's like, well, let's just talk about consistency. So I'm going to let him lead it first off in that realm. But what I'm going to open up with though is the fact that Keegan lives in a. <laughs> in, in an area where there's no sunshine. Um, <laughs> Dude, it's it came out all- today. It well, there, there it is. He, he I almost took a it. picture of it. I have sunburn on my back to prove it because I've like refused to go inside all day today. <laughs> so it, where he lives at, it, it was pretty much negative 20 degrees all the time, snowing, cloudy. It's miserable. So a lot of his training for his bike race was on his on his trainer or on a stationary biker. And if you guys, again, like I said, follow him, he's he's done a 30-day challenge of what was it, a, a 10,000 meters on the biker a, a day? Uh, I did... Uh, last year when I was in Utah, I did a thousand calories a day for 30 days. And that culminated in like a, was it hundred thousand meter time trial that I was at the time, I think like third in the world. And right now I think I'm sixth. I mean, whatever, there's like eight people in the world that even do that dumb shit. So that's probably part of the reason (laughs) why I'm so high, but I, I think I finished it in like three hours and seven minutes. And that was probably the longest running activity I've ever done in my life where I was actually like trying to beat a time. I wanted to go, go sub three hours, but it didn't happen. Um, but it was, honestly, it was kind of fun. Yeah. Well, and, and it, it's funny, dude, is because like we talk about this all the time. It's like, man, you know, remember two, three years ago when we were over there lifting heavy ass weights and wouldn't even think about going even four, four plus hours on a stationary bike or even just on a long run. And it's like really cool to see that now. And, and it kind of brings me back to the, going back to the consistency thing. And the reason why I brought it up was due to the fact that you've literally been riding a bike for almost a full on year and a half now might not be so much on the, on the road, but it's all been riding. Yeah. Yep. You know, so you know, I think what a couple of weeks before your race, you did like a couple of bike, bike rides, I guess you said just to get a feel for it. Yeah, I got uh, the weekend before the race, I got in two rides. One uh, on a Saturday that was actually in pretty similar terrain as to the race, which I was pretty happy about. And then one was more on like a man-made trail that was kind of packed down a bit more. So I didn't have to worry about mud or anything. And it was it was pretty flat. But the that Saturday, I think I went like 12 miles. And that Sunday, I went 16, something like that. So 16 had been... Prior to, I think I did 25 last year with uh, Michael in Utah, but prior to that, or aside from that, 16 miles was the farthest I went before that 37, 38 mile race, whatever it was. 
Yeah, no, that's, that's the reason why it just makes me laugh, man, is because of the fact that like you barely rode your bike more than eight times before jumping on and doing a legit 40 mile gravel bike race. And like all of yeah, it was just like. It, and I'd be like, obviously, if I was trying to like win or be like super competitive, I would have probably taken a different course. Um, but I mean, you're familiar with it because you gave me some programming for a while. And I, you know, I have an affinity for coming up with stupid shit on my own to do that generally lasts in the ballpark of. 60 to 90 minutes, sometimes two hours. So the three hour time domain, I wasn't super concerned about. Um, I just wasn't really sure how I was going to handle, you know, the elevation, the hills and just kind of like not being super familiar with how to ride a bike outside of like what I used to do as a kid. Like I I still don't know how to change a flat tire. So if that had happened during the race, (laughs) screwed. But at the same time, like, I was just like, I just want to go have fun. Like I wanted to finish, but at the same time, like, you know, if I wrecked or flatted or something, I would have either A, figured it out or B, just been that like last guy to come into the finish line, like walking with my head down like I'm an <laughs> idiot. But either way, it was going to be a good time. You know, what's funny is the fact that we literally, we, you literally are around multiple different like guys who ride bikes and none of them have told you anything about changing your tire. <laughs> No, oh, no, that's that's not entirely true. Because <laughs> no, I was like, I never talked about changing your tire. Um, I, I put new gravel because I have a cyclocross bike that, you know, pretty much doubles as a gravel bike, but I needed new tires. So when I was in Utah, um, a guy named Joe Holmes, who works with professional cyclists for the last, you know, 400 years, he's old as shit. Um, he was like, go to the store, buy the tires, bring them back. I'll show you how to put them on. And then that way, if you flat, you know, riding in a race, whatever, you'll know what to do. And I was like, perfect. I went to the store. The guy was like, I can just pop these on for you real quick. I was like, cool, do that. I want to go home. (laughs) (laughs) So I had the chance to learn from somebody who's very, very uh, good at changing tires very quickly. And I kind of blew it off. (laughs) That's so now if you do have a flat while you're riding, it's no one's fault, but yours, that's all I hundred percent. I I am very accepting of that. And at the same time, like it's going to happen. So whatever. I'm not going to lie to you. Like having a a flat tire while riding a bike sucks. Like it really does. I'm actually, now that we're talking about this, cause so I had a, an incident on my first training ride. I use air quotes there. Um, I have a pouch underneath my seat and the zipper had broke, which I didn't realize. So when I zipped it up, it actually unzipped at the same time. Like, you know, when you got a jacket and the zipper's broken and you zip it up and then all of a sudden the bottom of your jacket's still unzipped. So my key to my truck, my multi-tool that has all the tools on it to like change my tires, take it off, all that fell out. Thank God. I mean, the only thing I found was the key to my truck, which is probably the most important thing on that day. But I never even thought about the fact I couldn't even have taken a tire off and that never crossed my mind until this podcast. Jesus. So I was never a Boy Scout. I'm not always prepared, but I, I get by. Well, it's and the reason why I bring it up is because I just got done having uh, lunch with a couple guys who are getting ready to run the recon challenge. And we were talking about like just what to expect in it. And it made me think about like, I was literally thinking about what are all the things that can go wrong in this challenge for these guys that I remember. And then thinking about that now just brought me to that. I was like, wait a minute, what if you had a flat tire? That would have been real shitty. I would have had to put my what feels like four ounce bike on my shoulder and start running, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's it, it's just I've, I've had it happen to me in a, in a half uh, an Olympic distance try and it, it was fucking shitty. I was like, you're going balls to the wall and all of a sudden here's and you're like, oh, man. And you're like, it, it was also like 45 degrees and raining and I had shorts and a T-shirt on and I was definitely the only person dressed like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> which that's, was great when I was passing people, but at the end it was, I was freezing. I I think I shivered for like the next day and a half after that. No one gave you a space blanket or a warm blanket afterwards. I didn't want one. I drank a couple (laughs) beers, had some barbecue and went home. (laughs) Nice. Well, all right, let's go ahead and get into this, this, this topic of, of consistency. Cause obviously, you know, where we went with this was that was kind of the key behind your success in finishing your first 40 mile gravel bike race, obviously consistency and staying in the endurance realm, riding the bike, doing those things and some specialization towards the last week of yeah. your, uh, <laughs> the I, perfect I did a mini program. Peak. It was literally what it was. But yeah, I don't really know where to start with consistency cause I'm not really sure how to define it. Like obviously there's a Webster's definition of consistency 
But if I, I was thinking about it today, because we talked about yesterday, you know, discussing consistency today. And the only thing I've truly been consistent with has been effort, right? Yeah. Like, I had, like, as much as I rode the bike, some of that was out of necessity. Some of that was because I had nothing else to do or no gym to go to. But the consistency was in like making sure that I was doing some type of training every day, you know, five to six days a week that I thought was, you know, aiding me in this goal of becoming more enduring, if you will, um, to be able to do things like a 40 mile race, an 80 mile race, or, you know, maybe a long, long run with you next year. Cause I don't think I'll be ready for that this year. Um, it, and it was, it wasn't so much consistency within like one specific thing. It was just being consistent with training, whatever that meant. Like I spent most of the winter doing bodybuilding and hardly did aerobic work. And then the spring hit, well, it wasn't really the spring. Was it yeah, probably it was, January? Yeah. It was, yeah. It was probably January or February. And I really started riding the trainer. Um, when I was like, okay, cool. Like I had put on some size after losing some weight. Got up to like 280 pounds, just doing strictly bodybuilding. Every once in a while, I'd go to a CrossFit gym, do something on a bike, uh, rower, skier, whatever they had. Uh, but mainly it was bodybuilding. And then, you know, I think January or February hit, and I just started getting on the trainer more and being like, okay, if I'm going to do this race and not die, I probably need to start moving more, which I guess I was consistently moving is probably what I have done for the last year and a half. Yeah. It- I saw a post today on Instagram from uh, Mountain Ready. They're just they're a company I think is in Colorado, and they're just a mountain oh. endurance company. Do you know who they are? I was gonna say I think they're in Utah, but I'm not positive. No, there you go, Utah. There it is. It's Utah. Yeah. I'm sorry, sorry guys. Um, but they put up a really cool little small post about uh, micro change and and how it actually is the key to to continuing doing something right. And it's kind of funny is because the, I've said this before, and listeners have heard me say this before. But uh, micro movement dictates macro movement, right? Like the smallest movement in, in dictates your biggest movement. We know that. So by being very consistent in terms of like your effort and movement towards whatever it was coming down to, if it was a bike, if it was a hike, if it was lifting weights, if it was something, you just developed a very consistent and like logic routine that was able to, you know, apply for you to move towards something, right? Like, and we said that like the, the Webster dictionary of, of, <laughs> of consistency, and, and it's pretty much just a conformity in application of something, right? Typically, which is necessary for sake of logic, accuracy, or fairness. So, you, you know, the idea of effort actually fits into that very, very fucking well. Like you think about yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. And I just, like, I think people, when they hear consistency, they think like, I have to do the same thing every day. Like, you know, I have to follow this specific training plan or this specific diet plan or this specific, specific, specific. And I think it can be a little more broad than that. Um, you know, I've gone from just about 300 pounds to, you know, right around, I fluctuate between like 260 and 268, depending on how many pints of ice cream I eat. Um, but my food intake is kind of dictated by my effort as well. Um, like I just started doing a 50 K a day on a bike erg, which is anywhere from like 90 minutes to about a hundred minutes. Um, and that has kicked my ass so far. Like I was talking to you yesterday. I took yesterday off. I just, you know, I was out of it. I was lethargic. I felt like crap, which was awesome. Like I was like, Oh, I finally getting in some good training. And then at the same time you were kind of like, or maybe you're doing too much. And it was like, all right, you know, take the day off. I was going to go for a hike, but it was pouring rain. So I just kind of hung out with the dogs, um, you know, kind of cleaned up my new apartment because I just moved in here. And uh, today went much better, did a double session, felt fucking awesome. I hope you can swear on this podcast because I'm doing it a lot. It's okay. Um, But yeah, I just, I don't know. It's, you know, it is one thing too, man, like I text you afterwards and I was on my run yesterday. Um, It was one of those things where it's like, you know, we talk about effort and we talk about consistency and we talk about these things in terms of, you know, when is, when is enough and when is too much, right? Like you said, like you just said it yourself, right? It's like, well, I've trained six days in a row and I've done multiple double sessions throughout this week. I've I'm listening to my body now and, and the consistency of me going ahead and rest is actually still part of the consistency of moving forward in terms of like, you know, what the goal is, right? And we talk a lot about this on the podcast, you know, between myself, Brooke and everyone, especially through the Die Living podcast. Um, we talk about like, hey, always moving forward in terms of something. And that's something that the company really pushes for, right? Like the ethos of Die Living. And, you know, it's funny because 
I've never really like understood exactly what consistency meant until I started really training for this 200 mile race. It's, it's, it's funny, you know, because the hundred mile race I was training for, like it, it taught me consistency. I was like, okay, cool. I need to do this. But training for 200 miles is like, it's not all just about running now. Like it, it's, that's not, that's yeah, it's not taking care of yourself. It's exactly what that has become, right? It's become now like, oh, like I need to train my system to be able to handle running for four days possibly, right? Well, to run for four days straight or power hike or fast hike or fast pack, however you want to think it, I like to call myself a glorified fast packer with, uh, with running legs is kind of the way I look at it. But the goal in terms of like completing that race and looking at it is the effort and consistency of continuing moving forward, right? So as long as I stay focused and moving forward in terms of, cool, I don't have to run today, but as long as I go and do a, some kind of strength movement, strength session, or some kind of movement, that's going to kind of keep my body slowly moving forward. That is the goal there. And I think that's where a lot of people miss it is because you said it before, we take this consistency idea of something super, super like specific, and we forget to go ahead and open it up to turn it into something more broad to go ahead and be okay with, cool, I want to train for 200 miles, I need to do some strength, I need to do some running, I need to do some swimming, I need to do some biking. Oh, I also need to go ahead and do some stuff in everyday life to where it still mentally fatigues me to make sure that I can still move. Like, all those things come into place to add into that effort of, like, focusing on keeping a consistent life, you know? Yeah, I think with that consistency comes thought and thinking. And, you know, you have to be like, okay, I'm going to do a 200-mile race. Like, I'm fairly certain your goal isn't to win, it's to finish, yeah. right? Um, you know, it's the first time you've ever gone longer than 100 miles, I believe. <clears throat> yep. So for you, like moving forward isn't just running. You have to learn how to take care of your feet, what food you can ingest, what food you can ingest. Like as you've recently found out, that can be very day dependent more yeah. so than how you train. So you kind of got to be okay with like, okay, this is the game plan. Well, that game plan went to shit. Throw that out the window. What can I eat? What can I take in? How much do I actually need? You know, if I skip this aid station, if I don't, like, where will it put me? So it's, it's not just the consistency of physical effort, but the consistency of physical and mental effort to make sure you're doing the right things daily to put yourself in whatever position you want to be in for whatever your goals are for the, you know, for whoever. Yeah. And that's, so the cool thing about this, and, the, and I don't mean to sit here and for us to start talking about like your race or my race, but the idea of like utilizing those things to make our life that much, I don't even want to say that much better because the quality of our lifestyle has increased because of these things that we work towards. And the same thing for any individual who is just following a training plan, who is just working out just to look good, right? It's like, well, why am I looking, why am I working out to look good, right? It's like, well, to go in and see this process continue happening, you need the consistency in there, right? And I like that. I like the idea of thought, right? So it goes it goes along with logic and the idea of like, you need to be thinking about what's going to be the next step, right? At all times, right. like, okay, cool, like, sweet. I I have two training sessions today. Cool. After I'm done training today, what's my next step? I need to continue being consistent across the board, not just in the gym, which we only see sometimes. People are like, oh, I'm super consistent. Well, let's go ahead and break down your lifestyle into this compartment of like, what is really consistent? All right, cool. Your gym schedule is consistent. Well, what is your like family time like? Is it consistent with spending time with your loved ones or your like in general, right? What's your work? You know, is that consistent? Are you a performer and are you a high, high performer? You're a low performer. Or does that change due to the fact of your effort that you've put in and everywhere else, right? That is the key there, right? It's like being able to right. control I, that effort across the board. Yeah. I mean, if you're coming in to train six days a week and you're sleeping three hours a night, some, something's, something has to give and eventually it's going to be your body, right? Yeah. So figuring out the best way to be like, okay, maybe training six days a week is not the best thing for me. And I mean, we don't have to turn this into a training podcast, but you know, um, the, the consistency is equally throughout your life outside of the gym as it is inside of the gym. And I think that's a big part people miss. Yeah. That, that I, I was in that position. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'd be straight up. Like I've, I've, I've been there, right. I've sat there, you know, owning my own gym and doing those things. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, it, it's, it's not yeah, a I very good place have. to be. And it's learning, right? Like, yeah. you know, you burn the candle at both ends per se. And at some point, like even in the moment, like you get hurt, you feel crappy, like you go months and you're like, this isn't working, but you don't know why. And then all of a sudden it hits you and, or somebody tells you or your coach or, you know, whatever the thing is um, that, you know, change needs to happen. So you can continue to progress as opposed to regress, which, 
you know, I think happens a lot, but at the same time, like, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing as long as you learn from it. Like if you just keep digging that hole and digging that hole, okay, bad idea. But I think everybody's kind of got to push their limits a little bit to get to a point where it's like, is this too much? Because you don't know until you get there. Yeah. Which you'll, it, you'll soon find out in a 200 mile race. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, it kind of goes to this. I posted today on my Instagram about, uh, it was called, I just posted it and I named it patterns. And it, and you know, what I said to is it, it either can, can be the most powerful tool for us or it can be the death of us. And, and, and the meaning behind that and the reasoning for that is due to the fact that we are our own, our, like you, you've said it to me before. You've told me, you're like, Hey man, we dig our own way we dig our own death, right? That's pretty much what it is or something like that. How was that you said it like that? I don't even remember. Oh, okay. It was a long while back. But yeah, it made me think in terms of like, well, that's actually true due to the fact of like, we go ahead and continue having these reoccurring patterns in terms of like, we keep going to this place of like, you know, I feel like crap. I'm not sleeping well. My training is going like shit. My, my personal and professional life is going down the drain. And you're like, man, like, well, what's the problem here? Like, again, consistency doesn't just have to be, a, it doesn't have to just think of like, oh, just effort, but it's also an idea of patterns, right? Like I want to have a positive, consistent lifestyle. I need to have positive patterns. And I've used this before in terms of like, okay, cool. Well, what are your patterns? And I'll use someone that I talked to just recently. I've helped him before, you know, a year ago when, you know, he was having problems and it was one of those things. Well, what, what is your, what is your, what is your formula right now in terms of like how you are feeling? Like, what are the things that you're doing to make you feel this way? Right. And we broke it down and realized, well, one, maybe this is the problem here and this is the problem here and this is the problem here. So guess what they ended up doing? They ended up, he ended up turning it around and ended up seeing a very good positive change. And then all of a sudden, a year later now though, he's right back in the same boat again. Can't sleep overtrained he's doing all these things and <laughs> instagram's a very weird thing and if 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 you're someone like me who's who's in who's collected intel as a reconnaissance marine you pick up on patterns very very well um the lady hates me for it she's like God, I, I know i'm like i'm sorry i'm just really good at picking up patterns and that's something that i noticed and i feel like has helped in terms of like human performance to help people was like well his high intensity training was back he was out drinking again. He was not sleeping properly. He was doing all these other things. And he just wasn't, the, the, the formula that he was utilizing was a formula that I saw when I first met him. Right. And now, yeah, and I think, uh, like, as we're talking about patterns and consistency, and that doesn't always mean that it's a good thing, right? Like, no. you can train seven days a week. You'd be consistent as hell. But that doesn't mean it's consistent and in line with what your goal is, right? Whether it's you know, a small like micro goal or macro goal, big picture. Um, like if your goal is like, Hey, I want to beat myself into the ground until I can't walk anymore. Cool. Train 14 times a week. Um, <laughs> you know, call, call somebody that knows what they're doing when you can't get out of bed anymore. But no, like I think having the goal or whatever a goal is to somebody look good, naked, feel better when you get out of bed in the morning, you know, be excited to live life, go outside more, like whatever it is that doesn't have to be hyper competitive having that goal, then I think dictates consistency in the patterns you need to create to achieve that goal. So when you get there, you've instilled behavioral changes outside of what you're doing before. So then you can move forward to goal number two, right? Like maybe goal number one is I want to work out one day a week for a month. Cool. Rock on. Like do your one day a week, then go back to doing whatever else you're doing the other six days. And then next month, like two days a week. Like, I mean, that's a broad example, but I think people think of consistency and they think of like Matt Frazier and Rich Froning or, you know, tactical athletes and like what SEALs are doing or recon Marines or, you know, Green Berets. And it's like, okay, like they didn't start there. They didn't just like wake up and be that person. Like they had very specific goals, which I'm sure they screwed up along the way, just like the rest of us, that they had to dig themselves out of a hole or maybe they're just a freak like a Matt Frazier. Um, but I mean, even him, like, you know, back injuries, overtraining, whatever, when he was at the Olympic Training Center. Um, and then you learn from it and you grow and, well, hopefully you learn from it and hopefully you grow and then you can continue to progress as opposed to, you know, you create new patterns, but if those don't become behavioral or change kind of who you were before, then at some point you're going to fall back into what's comfortable or what you've done for the last 20 years because that's, that's hard to break. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, man. It's because of the fact too. And I always look, I look at this and I, I like how we keep talking about training due to the fact that 
we, I see this a lot via email. A lot of guys would be like, hey, I'm following this program right now, and I saw that someone started talking about this program, and I saw how it gave them this kind of uh, you know results, and it gave them th- these times, and I think I'm going to switch over and jump onto that program. And it's like, well, okay, well, what are your goals first off? But second, how long have you been following that program that you're currently on that you wanted to work towards in the first place? And, oh, I've only been on it for three weeks. Maybe I should, I may, and, and it's kind of one of those things is like, well, you didn't do do that long enough to actually really see any like and you know real any like you talked about behavioral changes you know internal adaptation like those things are coming slowly but not in three weeks and that's the problem we see there right is but, like but everyone, everybody wants the magic pill George well that's the thing though right is everyone looks at 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 life as hey the way to get consistency is to go ahead and create macro changes right when realistically we need micro changes leads us to consistency, just like we talked about, right? Like yep. that is it, that is it, dude. That's like, that's it. That's all we really need to do, right? Is like, look at it that term. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I think the topic kind of popped into my head because I talked to uh, Jamie the other day, Christensen uh-huh. about her meet and she had put up a post. This was Saturday. And I mean, we don't, we hardly know each other. I just, she put up a post about, you know, her meet and her coach and her nutritionist and, just because you have those things doesn't mean you're going to be her, right? And like from an outside perspective, like not for mine, but somebody seeing that could be like, you know, oh, she's cocky or she's conceited or she's full of herself, but she's right, right? Like just because her coach coaches you or Brooke does your nutrition doesn't mean you're going to be her. Just like just because you do a thousand calories a day for 30 days or 50, uh, 50K a day for 30 days doesn't mean you're going to be me either. You could be better than me. I have no idea, but you're not going to be me. Just like I can start running. I'm not going to be you. Like I got to figure out what works for me, what I like doing. Like what do I actually enjoy doing? Like right now I enjoy doing endurance work, whether it's on every piece of concept two machines you can think of, or, you know, it's running for, you know, two hours run slash walking for two hours, you know, in the hills of wherever the heck we were when I went out and visited you. But like, that's just what I enjoy doing right now. So that's what I want to do a lot of. And like, I think Jamie enjoys powerlifting. So she's going to do a lot of fucking powerlifting. And she's going to put everything she has into it. Just like you enjoy running and you're going to do a 200 mile race. Like, don't do what other people are doing. Find what you want to do. Like everybody's chasing somebody else's dream. Yeah, right. Like that's the funny thing. (laughs) Well, that's a key word there too. I'm going to take from that. Write that down. Right. (laughs) Highlight this. It is it's amazing. Like I finally just was like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do that I find enjoyable. And sometimes that's like something awful. Like I was like, I'll ride a 50 K. And then I was like, I should do this every day. Six days later, maybe not every day, but I'm, I, I did it today. I'm like, we talked about, I'm gonna do it Monday through Saturday, take Sundays off. Um, where is that going to lead me? I don't know. I have no idea. I might be no different in 30 days because I did that. Who knows? I have no clue, but I want to do it. I want to see where it leads me. And if I get done in 30 days, I'm like, that was dumb. Cool. That was dumb. I still did it. Yeah. Well, and I it had goes back to you. It. But that's the thing though. You see the keyword is enjoying, right? Yeah. I think that we're, I think we're in a society right now that a lot of individuals, especially in the health and health and wellness. And I try to stay away from the fitness and CrossFit and name of it, health and wellness because everyone forgets what they truly enjoy, right? Like I got stuck in that mentality I mean, when owning a gym. I had multiple athletes in there doing different things, right? And every single one of them, I let them dictate what I wanted to do, right? And then when I finally changed that mindset, it's like, you know what, screw that. I don't want to be in the gym no more, like lifting weights. I want to go outside and enjoy like endurance running. I want to go and swim. I want to go bike and do those things. Like I remember doing that back in the day and it made me happy. I had a lot of fun doing it. And you know what? I'm decently good at like doing those things. Like Everyone caters to something that they're good at, right? Like, so if you enjoy, you know, powerlifting like Jamie does, fucking go powerlift. If you enjoyed, like, again, we're not trying to have a soapbox here, but that is the key to consistency, right? Like, if you can enjoy it and you add in those micro changes that leads us to that consistency that we're talking about right now, that is it, right? Like, again, we go ahead and look at it. It's like, I enjoy endurance. Well, okay, cool. You enjoy endurance. Well, I started started doing my triathlons again. Oh, well, let, let me into I enjoy, I enjoy running. Right. Oh, cool. And then let me to hear. But at the same time, it's the same thing. Well, I enjoy school. I enjoy things. And like ever since I've kind of created that 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 mindset in my realm of like my inner group, the people that enjoy doing those things, it's actually built a a consistency in like 
who's around me 24-7, actually. And that's the cool yeah. part about it. You know what I'm saying? Right. You start to actually find the people that enjoy doing the same stuff you enjoy doing. Like, I'm most likely never going to enjoy doing a 200-mile race, but would I want to do, like, a 50-mile race or, like, a 50K with you sometime next, like, spring or summer? Sure. Yeah. I think. <laughs> like... <laughs> We'll see. I mean, if we could just now. get outside and just move for, I mean, I don't even know how long that would take me at this point, but like, that'd be fun for me. But at the same time, like if somebody like comes into the gym tomorrow and like, Hey dude, let's go do Fran. Not a chance. I, zero fun for me to do Fran. I don't have the mobility for thrusters and 265 pound people shouldn't do kipping pull-ups. <laughs> that's I true. I don't know if that's true. That's just how I feel about it. A hundred percent. Some people are like, Oh, my friend asked me to do this. I have to. And then you like, spend five minutes doing a workout you hate like why are you doing that and like every once in a while sure like you know blevins will text me a workout that looks terrible but it's within things i enjoy doing and i'm like all right i guess i'm gonna go suffer alone in a corner and then let them know how much i hate them in a little while but like that's also fun for me where like again like hey let's go do 30 muscle ups for time i'm good it like i'm not afraid of it i just don't want to do it yeah. When that's the thing though, right? Like I'm, if someone wants to go do 30 muscle-ups for time, go for it. Have fun doing it. Let me yeah, know. I'll, I'll come videotape you. you. Like <laughs> those same people probably wouldn't want to do what I'm doing and I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. And, but so that's, that's a dilemma that we have though, right? Is the people that look at those that, oh, you don't want to do what I'm doing. Well, then you're not living a healthy lifestyle and that what makes everything now that much worse. Where now this idea of building a health and this healthy lifestyle with consistency ends up turning to being not at all due to the fact that the the accept the acceptance of that is the problem right like looking at it in terms of like well my consistency my i don't want to put forth the effort if you're not going to like if you don't if no one if you don't like me for it i want you to be my friend i'm not yeah. going to do it like that is right. just that's the problem yeah and i think i hate to knock it i mean it's been my job for 8 years now or whatever but i think as much as the competitive nature of CrossFit has helped a lot of people, I think it's also becoming a detriment to where like it doesn't have to be competitive every day or like better conversations need to happen that it's, it's okay that you don't win all the time. Like you don't have to kill yourself every day to win the workout that is completely meaningless in the grand scheme of literally everything. Right, like your friend time outside of a CrossFit gym is one of the most meaningless things in the world. It's equally as meaningless as my 50K and it's equally as meaningless as your 200 mile race to everybody else. But it's meaningful to you. The bike riding is meaningful to me. And if you don't want to do Fran, I'm not picking on Fran. It's just the only workout I can think of. Like, don't, don't do it. Or like figure out a way you can do it that's enjoyable for you that where like you only have to quote unquote like drop the hammer you know, once a month or, you know, once a week where it's not, you know, let's not just keep digging a hole in this gym just because I want to beat, you know, my three friends over here to brag about it when we go drink beer later. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy, dude. It's it's like, I've never really had that perspective until I actually really got into the endurance realm. I'm not going to lie to you, like really understanding. Me neither. <laughs> right? Like I never saw it until now. And I'm not saying that like it was just because we were closed off. I think it was just the idea of, how humble some of these individuals are in terms of like, yeah, I've done this before, but then you talk to them, they look like completely normal human beings. And, yeah, and again, I, like you said, yeah. I shouldn't say that when I was powerlifting, when I was in California and like, that was the only thing I wanted to do. Right. Like if someone was like, Hey, come do this CrossFit workout. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like part of that was cause I was so bound up and immobile that in the back of my head, I'm like, cool, you're going to hurt yourself if you do that. But at the same time, like I, that wasn't what I didn't find that enjoyable. Like there was nothing about me that wanted to go sweat and breathe hard. Like part of it was because I couldn't, like I would breathe hard walking upstairs. Right. But you know, after I got out of that environment, I like couldn't recreate that environment again because I mean, I was spoiled to death being at Jesse Burdick's gym, training with him, coaching with him. So to like try to find that without him, like just doesn't exist. Right. Um, and then it was just a weird couple of years and not knowing what I wanted to do. Then I found, you know, not knowingly like that I was going to fall in love with doing some sort of endurance stuff. And it, that was the thing. Like I fell in love with it. So I was like, I'm just going to keep doing this. And Je I mean, Jesse will bust my balls all the time about how weak I've got and how small I am. But at the same time, like I know he appreciates that I'm doing something that I enjoy. 
because nobody nobody enjoys going to the gym when they hate it. Like people do it. I've done it. You've done it. Like we've all done it, but we all hate it. Like when you get up at seven in the morning, you're like, I got to be the gym in 30 minutes. I, this is the last place in the world I want to be. And I don't have that right now. Yeah, I want to go to the gym every day and do something. At least 5% of people who are listening to the podcast feel like that, actually. I, I, I'm I sure they do. It's probably more than that. It's probably, yeah. And well, and that's kind of the idea over there, right? Like I had to put a post up today on, on the Softly Team Room due to the fact that um, I got an email. Someone was like, hey, man, I'm doing the Clydesdale 5K, Clydesdale Stamina Program, and I'm pairing it with the 5K Event Team Program. And the Clydesdale Program, those who've done it, know that it's a, it's a heavy volume program along with very, very, very high amounts of sprinting for the 5K just to do that. It's the name of the cycle is the name of the cycle. That's due to the reason. Yeah. And the 5K program is not meant to be put onto a team like that or being paired like that. We, we said you can do those, do those two, do two different types of cycles, just take out the stamina and substitute that into there so it can blend in properly. And uh, that's what I'm seeing a lot like right now, right? We offer multiple different teams to the public, right? And what we're starting to see now, and it's a good thing, is people are are wanting to train and wanting to enjoy doing, you know, running and swimming and biking and they enjoy lifting weights. And now they're trying to figure out and piece things together. And it's kind of one of those things like, Hey, like we have to be smart in terms of like, Hey, you've found that, that, that pattern in your effort of being consistent in the gym. Now you're like, I want to add on top of it. Right. That doesn't mean we go ahead and add the whole kitchen sink on top of that. Right. Like, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) That's what we're seeing. Yeah, and I think some people are trying to figure out that thing, right? Like, what yeah. what do they like, right? Like, some people are just like, I just like going to the gym. And they're like, I'll do everything. And you're like, okay, let's not do everything, right? Like, let's be a little smart about it. But I think I think there's a lot of people right now because, you know, CrossFit was awesome, is awesome at, like, exposing people to just about every kind of modality you can think of. Like, it's not going to expose you to a 200-mile race or anything equivalent to that. But it's going to, you know, you're going to run, you're going to row, you're going to pick some heavy stuff up, you're going to put it down, you're going to do some pull-ups, like you're going to do this broad spectrum of just about everything, at least that you could do inside a gym. And I think people now are trying to figure out like, okay, like I like some parts of this. I don't like all of it. Like, where do I find something that is like just the parts that I enjoy? And I think Softly and, you know, places like that are coming up with programs to kind of cater to that but people are still trying to figure out what it is they want to do yeah and i I think and i'm happy that we're talking about this in terms of like the idea of like why you know why is it smart to add in these micro changes right so like hey you want to go ahead and plan and go do you know a crossfit competition go do a crossfit competition go find a company that does a crossfit competition like or does or is huge into competing in crossfit there's multiple different companies out there you know i'm saying there's conquer athlete you got um you got blacklist hq you got OPEX, you got all these different teams, you got training think tank that do all those things, right? And, and they, and they specialize in those types of things there, right? Um, which there is, and, and again, to an extent, to an extent, and we'll say that. But when we go ahead and look at like, when we look at just in general of like trying to enjoy what you truly love doing, it doesn't have to be involved by being stuck to some kind of idea of like, oh, I'm going to go to this because that's the fad right now, right? Like, no, it's okay to do what you enjoy, right? Like, hey, I want to comp- I want to compete in CrossFit for a couple of months. Cool, go do that. Oh, you want to go ride a fucking mountain bike for four months? Cool, go do that. Oh, I want to ride a mountain bike, do some CrossFit run. I want to climb, mountain climb, like all those things. Go do that. You just have to be smart and being intelligent in, in the terms of like stacking it in properly where it matters most. So you saying I shouldn't do all that in one day? No, no, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, funny thing, I got back from deployment in 2010, right at the back end in 2011. We started, I got into kayak fishing, rock climbing, CrossFit, and yeah, I did all well, three you get back of those from things. Deployment, you feel invincible, so. <laughs> yeah, and it was <laughs> like in the in the morning, I'd go th- haze myself in the pool or at the at the at the CrossFit gym. And then from there, I would go and drive to the to go climb for a little bit. And then from there, I would go and drive my kayak and go fishing until the sunset. And then go home and, and rage twenty four seven until the next morning and do it all over again. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> lifestyle, but we've all done it. It's that is the truth for sure. Well, you know, going on with consistency, 
I mean, we've talked about it. We've talked about effort. We've talked about pattern. We've talked about thought. Um, we've given our own, def- like, that's pretty much the definition we've come up with, those three key ter- uh, key words. And, and, and the definition from the dictionary gives us, you know, the sake of logic and accuracy and fairness, right? Like, I what I'm trying to piece together is now is like how can we piece those three with the three that we've come up with in terms of like well how can we look at fairness because we understand that with this consistency there does come a little bit of sacrification in terms of like what we need to do to make sure that we're consistent in all areas. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna let like, you keep. I'm gonna let you keep going with that for a sec. Well, and and the reason why I say this is because and and I'll use myself for example. You know, training for a 200-mile race, we know that you have to spend a certain amount of time running. You have to spend a certain time, you know, doing A, B, C, and D. And at times, I have to sacrifice, like, personal time or professional time to go ahead and get my my goal that I'm looking for doing it. Or sometimes I might have to switch it and actually have to put more time into work or put more time into my personal personal life right and we see this all the time and, and what i'm trying to get to is the fairness in in all of it is that you have to understand that you're being fair to yourself of being able to manage all those because i know a lot of people end up doing this they start feeling one they think it's not fair that they have to put time elsewhere because they're so focused at that goal that's what I'm getting to is understanding that it is fair to go ahead and share your efforts across the board in your life to manage this consistency, to see it continually continuing to happen, right? Because once we start letting, you know, the, the outside stressors of not letting me manage it now start creating this doubtfulness of like, well, it's not fair to me that I can't put forth my effort into the training or put it towards my life or whatever else. Cause that's just who I am. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I guess, like, especially when you have goals like that, like, I think to have personal goals that aren't easily attainable, you need to inherently be selfish. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, I think if we all did more shit for ourselves to make ourselves better people, we would be better people to those around us, right? Like, I mean, I know you well enough to know, like, as much as Tahoe 200's taking up a giant part of your time, I know when you can, you're doing what you can to be with Savannah, be around the dogs, be with your kids. And I'd be willing to bet you might not have a specific plan, but you know, post Tahoe 200, a lot of your time is going to be taken up by being with Savannah, being with the kids, being with the new baby. Like, so while you might be, you know, I don't want to say selfish, but we'll say while you're being selfish with your own time, um, I'm not sure this is where you were going with it, but I do think the other people around everybody like plays a role in their consistency. Like being selfish with your time is okay. Understanding that like, Hey, if people around you like aren't okay with that, maybe don't be around those people. And I'm not saying that's across the board, but like if somebody's like draining your time for no other reason than to drain your time, maybe don't let them do that anymore. Like maybe that's being fair to yourself as being like, Hey, this this person doesn't align with what I'm really trying to do with my life. Like life's not that long, especially for a competitive athlete. Like you don't have this, most people don't have this gigantic window of being competitive. Cause you know, you, we're not getting any younger life happens. Like there's a lot of variables that come into play. So like, I mean, Alyssa Richie's a great example. I mean, I hope she wouldn't hate me for saying this, but she's probably one of the most selfish athletes I've ever met. And she just smashed Pan Ams. And she's very open about the fact that, you know, 2020 Olympics is like the only thing she gives a shit about. And I think it's awesome. Like she's going to put her heart and soul into trying to make that. And I, I don't know if she'd be able to live with herself if she did it any other way. If she was like, oh, like I can't because of balance or whatever. Like her balance is weightlifting right now. Like that is what keeps her balanced. Like it's not the oh, I'll train four days a week and then go eat cake three days a week. It's her life revolves around weightlifting from every ounce of food she puts in her body to every minute of sleep she gets to every second of hydration she does. Like she's selfish and she's open about it. And it's why she's one of the best weightlifters in the country. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. Well, and that kind of goes, so we go ahead and look at someone like myself who has a family, who has kids, who works full time and does all those things, goes full time. And then you have someone like her who doesn't have any of that stuff. And again, I'm not saying taking that from her. It's like she has her stressors oh, right. and all those things. 
it's just that, again, we understand that we must be able to manage across the board all of these things that are going on. And that's the problem there is where people look at it and they're like, well, I can't stay consistent due to the fact of I have this in my life and I have this in my life and I have this in my life. And when it comes down to when I look at the idea of like fairness, unfortunately, like the fairness is to yourself that you have to be okay with being selfish and taking care of yourself. That means you only have 30 minutes to work out. You have 30 minutes to take a nap. You have 30 minutes to spend time with your family. You have 30 minutes to get an email or whatever else out or for work real quick because that's all you have allowed it because you have something else to be focused on or however else. It's okay. At least you're taking care of yourself, right, to be able to provide elsewhere down the road. That's going to oh, go absolutely. ahead and convenient yeah, and I'm consistency. Yeah, I'm not saying everybody should go be Alyssa Ritchie. A, it'd be impossible. Um <laughs> But like, like you said, like her, her life right now is set up so that she can do those things. Not everybody has that. And if you try to make that fit and kind of like square peg round hole it, it's not going to work. And consistency will never happen because you're going to be juggling too many things. You got too much stuff going on. And I'm not saying there aren't people that can't handle it. I just don't think it's the majority. Yeah. No, and that's true, right? Like that's the goes, and again, it goes back to the pattern thing, right? We must find our own patterns that give us that consistency long-term. That's that's just the yeah, goal. It, we got to be realistic with your goal setting. Like if 2020 Olympics are rolling around to stick with that example and you've never weightlifted before and you're like, you know what? I'm going to make it. Probably not, <laughs> right? Like you would be like one of the most freakish outliers of all time if you did that. So I'm not saying it's not possible. It's just not probable. Yeah. I like that. And that's, I mean, same with like, fair. you know, I'm training four hours a day, three, four hours a day right now. I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have kids. Like I'm just getting into a new position that, you know, isn't overly time consuming. And I'm going to school in the fall for nutritional sciences. And that'll obviously dictate what I can do once that starts. Cause that's a giant chunk of time that's going to take up. And that's just another goal. Another thing I want to tackle. And I have to figure out how to be equal consistent with that as I am with everything else and that's going to sleep will lack at some points whatever it is um, so I'm, everything's constantly changing and like you as consistent as you are today like things could change tomorrow and you got to be able to roll with it yeah yeah yeah, dude, I, that's one thing I got lucky. You know, one thing I got taught in the military was, you know, adapt to adverse conditions. And that's something that I really, really feel like I strive in, especially when things are, are not as consistent as I want them to be, right? I try and keep it as consistent as possible all the way down to the smallest thing. Um, you know, there's times where I, I might not be able to get my morning routine in or I might not be able to get my breath work in or I might not be able to do any of those crazy things that I like to do sometimes. Like, it's just not what it is, you know? But yeah. If I'm and you can't let just, it ruin your day either, right? Like, no, and that's and that's the thing though, right there, right? Is like you, and that's another thing that I want to bring up too. Is like, why let that just bother us? Like, cool, that didn't happen. It's okay. Like we continue moving forward, and you can get it in somewhere else in the afternoon or throughout the day later on in the afternoon. Like, if you really care to be that consistent, you will find time to make it happen. Right? Yeah, and I, I mean, it, it ate me it. up a little bit yesterday that I didn't do that 50k, like for the three people that follow it. Like I felt like I was letting them down and then I was like, man, I can't stick to my word. And then I woke up today and I was like, I would not feel this good if I rode that bike yesterday. Like I just, <laughs> I would have felt terrible today. And I woke up, I didn't feel amazing, but I felt like just good enough that I was like, if I didn't take yesterday off, I would have felt terrible today. But you said you took it, the day off. How's that? How does that work? How does recovery work? It says it makes no sense to me. They're supposed to go hard 24 seven. Yeah. I apparently not. I, I don't know. Apparently, apparently days off work. I have no idea. So you crazy. think through all this coaching, I'd know, but I just give athletes programming 24 seven. That's exactly what happens. That's, that's what I feel like sometimes too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, sleep's a crutch. Um, I don't believe in it. No, I'm just kidding. But so like, and one thing too, well, let's talk a little about the tactical athlete community real quick and let's talk and not even real quick. I think that's a huge piece that a lot of people um, miss the mark in. <laughs> um, is oh, 100%. That it's how like because realistically we're gonna go ahead and use this. I'm gonna use this though. How inconsistent is is your schedule in the military? Let's be real here. Yeah, no, I mean I, I don't think aside from like when I knew I had to be like I knew I had to be at formation at five thirty in the morning, or excuse me, zero five thirty. 
Um, aside from that, I had no idea what I was going to do, right? Like I didn't know what PT group I was going to be in. I didn't know what I was doing for PT. I didn't know what I was doing after PT. I didn't hardly like half the time didn't even know what I was supposed to wear until after, after PT and like, all right, you're going to go do this. And you're like, cool, that's not prepared. I guess I'm going to go do that as fast as possible. And like, you, you have to, I mean, cause that's life, right? Like, I mean, that's the military is like life in a microcosm. If that's the right way to use that word. Um, probably not, but like, you know, what we see on a daily basis, I think in the quote unquote civilian world happens on a much broader scale where it's like, Hey, Thursday, and they're telling you this Monday, like you have to go to a doctor's appointment where like when I was in the 82nd, I'd show up at like zero nine hundred and they're like, Hey, go to the dentist today. They're like what, what? They're like, uh, we got openings, go to the dentist. And you're like, well, but I thought like, figure it out. Like you got to get that stuff done too. And you're like, okay, cool. Yep. No. Yep. We'll do it. Like the, you, you have to plan to be unprepared or you have to be as prepared as possible for the things that they're going to tell you to do. And I mean, that was just in the United States, like, you know, obviously you go overseas and to think you're going to wake up to the same situation every day is ludicrous. Yeah. 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 It's, it's funny to me just because of the fact that I, we get these questions all the time and I'm pretty sure you do too, especially coming from the tactical athlete realm is, well, how can I control these things? How can I control the inconsistency in my life? And, and that is actually where I think we should strive at instead of really striving for just pure consistency 24-7. I think we should strive in the ideas of how to work through the problems that we get faced with to go ahead and make sure that we're able to continue working towards this consistency that we go towards. Yeah, I think you should expect that your patterns will get disrupted to stick with that word because uh, I think it's a good one. Um, but I don't think like it's not disrupted so much that you can't like do a quick detour, do that thing or take care of that problem or whatever it is. And I'm sure parents go through this all the time where, you know, you know, you wake up and your kid's sick and you're like, well, I'm supposed to go to the gym. I'm supposed to go to work. I have my own doctor's appointment. I have to go grocery shopping. You're like, guess I'm going to spend all day at the hospital with my kid or, you know, however that works. And, you know, parents become very good at doing those things. People in the military, tactical athletes become very good at kind of, you know, dealing with the chaos to continue with the patterns they've already created. And I don't know if everybody else outside of those things is equally as good at kind of like adapting to change when it happens. Like when you miss your, you know, 9am CrossFit time and it ruins your whole day, it's like, why don't you just go at five or, you know, whatever, like, or, you know, if you take Thursdays off, take Tuesday off cause you missed it cause your kid was sick and, or whatever, like it's not the end of the world. Like one, one day of not going to the gym isn't going to, you know, turn you into whatever person you're afraid to become. Yeah, that's, it's, 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 it's a great point, dude. I mean, I, I do it to myself sometimes also. It's like, man, I can't get this long run in today or I can't do this. I have to adjust. And it's like, well, is it going to screw me up for, you know, for, for later on down the road? And then I look back at like, well, what's, what's my, what's my training look like in the past? Am I been consistent? Cause if I have been consistent, then this is not a, this is not a pattern that I'm creating. This is just a, a problem that is coming in that I just got to face real quick, get it knocked out. And I'm right back onto that, that pattern again, that I'm working towards to continue to stay consistent. Yeah. I mean, you miss a day or two of training and then by <laughs> two days later, you've kind of forgotten about it, right? Yeah. Like it, you, you, you didn't become deconditioned. You didn't like get out of shape you just had other stuff happen. And I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means. If I miss a gym session, I'm furious most of the time. But at the same time, like after that initial, like, you know, kind of what the fuck for whatever happened, it's like, okay, well, slow down. Let's take a step back. How do I fix it? Yeah. Did you say okay, slow down? I can't, I can't fix it today. Can I fix it tomorrow? Maybe like usually I take Sundays off. Okay. Like maybe you got to suck it up and go in on Sunday because like Wednesday didn't work out or Maybe it's just okay and just move on. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's the problem too, right? We can, and it goes back to consistency is the fact that like people let those things happen and then it screws them up for the rest of the week or the rest of the day. And it just sends them this downhill spiral of like yeah. uncontrollable chaos that they can't control when if they would have taken care of like that mini piece that just screwed everything up in the beginning right away they would have had the control back of that chaos. And that's kind of the yeah, goal. Yeah, I mean, right? you, you obviously you own a gym. 
So you've seen this um, probably, you know, as many times as anybody else, but you know, you get the person that hasn't worked out maybe ever. They're there for 30 days and then all of a sudden something happens. They miss day 31 and it's like the end of the world. And it's like, relax, like just come tomorrow. Right. Like it's, I know for people like that, it's not super easy to go to the gym and it's very easy to rationalize like, all right, well, I missed Tuesday. It's probably okay to miss Wednesday. And before you know it, you don't go to the gym anymore as opposed to just like, all right, you missed Tuesday. Cool. Like just show up Wednesday. <laughs> show up. <laughs> yeah. Like just continue with that. Like walk through the doors. And if you're like, I don't want to do this, turn around and leave. You're probably not going to do that, but like, just show up, continue creating that pattern. And eventually from what I've seen, like the, the fear of, you know, whatever you're doing for training kind of goes away. Like I, when I was in Utah, I was training a 72 year old man and you could literally see apprehension on his face every second he walked through that door. And I mean, for good reason, like we, for 72 years old, we put him through the ringer and he handled it like a champ. And then like slowly over time, I mean, he ended up losing, I think 35 to 40 pounds he had never been inside of a gym in his life up to 72 years old. He came in at like 210. Like I think before I moved, he was like 170 to 174. But it turned in from apprehension to excitement. Like once he started noticing changes and like pants started being smaller and like shirts didn't fit anymore. Like he went from like, oh, like, okay, this is hard, but I can do it. And because I'm doing it, change is happening. And I mean, to this day, I still program for him. He goes to a rec center and does his own thing. And he's one of the most amazing clients I've ever had in my entire life. But at the same time, like, I mean, you get that new, like competitive CrossFitter and they're just anxious from the get go. They want to do everything. And this dude wanted to do nothing. And it was almost like conversations for the first month while he just sat on a bike and like, just told me how much it sucked. And then all of a sudden, like the flip switched and he wanted to be there more than I did, I think. <laughs> but that's, that's the cool part, right? Is the fact that he just kept showing up. And, and Yeah, and again, it's exactly what he did, right? Like I, you could tell, like he didn't even want to walk. I bet there was times he sat in the parking lot for 10 minutes trying to rationalize why he should leave. He never did. And some days you could tell, like maybe it was too much. And you're like, all right, hey, we're just going to stretch like maybe plank or like sit on the bike because he liked the assault bike for some weird reason. I like to think I had something to do with that. Um, and I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously you can't get that personal all the time in group classes, but I, I think to be able to recognize that like, it, it's not easy for people to go to the gym. Like how do we continue helping them create the patterns and the behaviors that they're trying to change or create in themselves? I know, I, I know how I've like, how I've looked at that is like, I share my experiences, dude, because I'll tell you for a fact, there's still to this day, bro, there's days where I'm just like, man, do I really have to do this today? Like, well, that's even, probably even the biggest, the biggest myth in any sport, I think to some degree is not a, like, just cause people are really, really fucking good at something doesn't mean they want to do it all the time from, you know, NBA players down to, you know, elite CrossFit athletes, like Every single day during a workout, I'd argue, you know, sometimes before they go to the gym, there's like, the, I don't want to do this today. How do I convince myself that I should? Or, oh, I really want to slow down on this workout. I know I shouldn't. Like, you know, that old, old quit, don't quit debate. Like, I think that starts for most people before they walk through the door. But I think sometimes people think like, you know, quote unquote, elite people don't have that. We all have that. Like, I Saturday, I was sitting on the bike and I was like, uh, there's, I have so many excuses not to do 50K today. I still did it, but it was a long, long conversation with myself about why I should do it. And I don't even know what I told myself. I think just, I think I just had that conversation so much that I ran out of time. But <laughs> like, we, we all do it regardless of like world records, you know, Olympic medals, whatever it is, you know, tactical athletes, Green Berets, uh, Marine recon, Navy SEALs, like they all go through shit where they're like, I don't want to be here and I don't want to do this. Yeah. Well, and, and that kind of those... no different than the f person who's never gone to a gym. Yeah. And and that's the thing though, right? The choices they made to show up and I hate using that word show up. It's so cliche. Just show up. Um, it, it, it is true, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it is. <laughs> <You t> yeah. <laughs> 
it's a, it's a banned phrase, but we'll use it. it. We'll use it for right now. But no, dude, like that's that's honestly the truth of it all, right? It's like, man, okay, cool. Like there is going to be days where it's like, for instance, on your Sunday, you're like, I really don't want to go to the gym today. And you look back and you're like, all right, well, I've done six pretty solid training sessions like the past week. Like I can afford to let my body recover and hit it again in the right realm. Again, there's times and, and places to have that, you know, digging that hole on purpose, right? Like, you know, purposely digging the hole, Blevin said before, you know, which is I, I love to death. It's, it's the truth, right? There's going to be certain times where it's like, hey, you have to get out and run today or you have to get out and get in the gym today because this is going to help move you towards your goal. There, there's going to be days where it's not going to have where you can be like, oh, no. But and, and, and for some weird reason, this is what I've noticed, like naturally you'll know when the right time is to push and when the right time isn't, if you're really, really in tune and focusing with that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, that just comes with experience. And I think the same thing, like with that experience, when you have that, you know, quit, don't quit debate and you're like, Oh, I should really do this because you know, my goals are X, Y, and Z. The more you have done that and had those conversations, the easier it is to be like, it's not that bad. Right. Like when you haven't worked through those conversations in your own head and then put forth effort, you just assume it's bad, right? You're like, Oh, like it's easy to convince yourself. Oh, this workout's going to be terrible. I don't want to lay on the floor. I'm going to throw up X, Y, and Z. We're like, we've done it enough to this point where it's like, okay, like I know what I need to maintain. I know what my pacing is. I know what my distance is. I know what my gain is. Like I've done this before. I, I can go do this. Like, even though I'm not in the best frame of mind, I feel a little beat up. I know I can handle this where I think the people that, you know, just started walking through the door for the first time or just started showing up, they don't have that. And that's something that they can only get by, you know, sticking with it, showing up. And, and like, cause it, I don't think it is really that bad. Like I think most of the time, like that apprehension and nerve that people get from going to like a CrossFit class or whatever the class is, or, you know, whatever people do for training, like I think people sit in their car a lot of time going home and A, they're excited they did it and B, it wasn't that bad. Assuming they have, you know, good coaching and like proper guidance, I'm sure there's some places out there that's just a beat down all the time and that probably stinks and I feel bad for those people. Um, but it's not that bad. It's yeah. really not that bad. That is the truth for sure. Like I've actually, I've actually utilized that too. Like for instance, like I had a bunch of homework last night due for my last like two classes before I hit all my major classes now and there were, it was a math class and a history class and I had to work through all of them. And literally it was like, I, I don't want to do this. I don't yeah. want to do this. And like, I just got back on the computer and slowly just worked through it and just worked through it and worked through it. By the time I knew it, it was, I was done. I was like, fuck, I'm finished already. I felt good. I was like, now I'm going to get a, I'm going to, I'm passing the, both those classes. I can move on to my, on yeah. to my major classes now. And it's like, cool. But my it, actions is what led me to do that. And I, I and the word I'm going to use is discipline. I was disciplined enough to just show up. And it probably wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't at all. Right? Like, you know, in a gym, you might learn something about yourself. In a book, you're going to learn whatever that book has to teach you. But ultimately, it's really not that bad. No, no, not at all. I guess I, I guess we can, what I'm trying to say and what I would like for the listeners to get out of this is to be able to turn themselves into an intelligent and disciplined human being in terms of like their actions and choices they make to continue to show up, to be consistent yeah, That's kind of like the idea from there. I mean, obviously you, you have the Marine thing as well, but I think like the way you've been consistent and, you know, put forth effort in your runs. And I mean, I'm sure you did this before the other training, but I didn't know you that well back then. Um, so I can only speak to the, the George that runs long distances or glorified runs long distances or walks. Um, but like the consistency with like, okay, I have this goal. I want to run 50 miles. Cool. I did that. I want to run a hundred miles. Cool. I did that. Oh, I got to do math homework. It could be worse. Right? Like could always be worse. That's true. I, you're like, I could be out on a trail right now, pouring rain with, you know, trying to not shit my pants. But at the same time, I'm sitting on my couch, you know, with Yukon, who's the, one of the greatest dogs in the world. Sorry. <laughs> um, and like, you're just doing your homework and, sure like mentally it's you know it's a drag or it's a drain and you know i i haven't done schoolwork like that in quite a long time and i can remember how it was back then and it stinks but at the same time like you know you've put yourself in a position where it's not that hard to be disciplined when you need to do it yeah 
But like you bitch complain like we all do here and there, but at the same time, like in the back of your head, you're like, I'm going to do this anyways. I might as well just shut up and do it. Yeah. Like yeah, you're not going to walk into class or submit your assignments online. Uh, however you do it. Um, and not show up and not have your work done. Yeah. No, and that's and that's the thing, right? Is like that's one thing I've really learned in over time of trial and error is like actually learning to be disciplined in terms of just continuing on those small changes that we keep talking about, right? Like just the small actions have led me to go ahead and just continue moving forward, right? Small behavioral changes, small changes within pattern have led to this consistency, right? And that is what a lot of people were missing. And, and you know, I hope those who listen to this can take something from it in terms of like, hey. Like to be consistent doesn't mean you have to have this major change. It needs to be just a very minor change and just slowly continue working towards it. And you're going to see the consistency, you know, that's just the, one of the things that I look at in that terms. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Well, buddy, thank you for jumping on today's show with me and talking about this. I look forward to having you on again and us talking and rambling about not just not fitness. Maybe we should do a fitness one next. What do you think? Should we do this more felt like pre- this felt pretty fitnessy? It was fitnessy, but I so I'm starting to like break these up into different ideas of like, okay, cool. This was more exercise science. This was more like, you know, so yeah. What no, do you think? I'm, I'm game for whatever, man. You you cool. call, I'll show up. Well, the cool thing though is if anybody doesn't know, Keegan does have a background in powerlifting, strong uh, strongman, or just Highland Games. Uh, I didn't do strongman. I never had the back for it. But yeah, I did. Uh, I've competed in Highland Games, powerlifting. I have done a CrossFit competition many many moons ago. Um, I think I think we should sit down and talk a little about some strength stuff, dude. I think we've done a lot of this talk about endurance, and I think we should kind of spin around and talk a little about strength. What do you think? I think I'm into fun. that. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Not right All now. Right. Not right now. <laughs> next show podcast. <laughs> yeah, next show that that Keegan and I will do, we'll talk about um, strength. So if you guys uh, have any questions or whatever else, make sure you can uh, send them to our Instagrams. Yeah, everybody likes to see their DM box full. I do actually. <laughs> Where they can they can reach you, Keegan, on Instagram? Uh, yeah, I'll be. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Keegan Dillon. Uh, that's K E G A N. There's only one E in the proper way to spell Keegan, and then Dillon is D I L L O N. Word. And then you guys can catch me on Instagram at Coach underscore GB. Yeah. If, and if you guys want to slide it in my DM, slide away. Yeah. Thank you. Well, till next time, buddy. Everyone else, thanks, thanks for George. listening.